I would like to welcome you all very warmly to this retreat here at Gaia House. My name is Yanai and this is Leela and we're both very happy to be here with you for this retreat. We'd like to take a little time this evening just to speak about the framework of what we'll be engaging in here together to give some general sense of what that is, particularly for those of you who are new, but equally in a sense of reconnecting with the the retreat situation for those of you who may be quite familiar with it and uh, quite aware that some of you have had long and perhaps difficult journeys. I understood that the uh, the roads weren't that uh, straightforward travelling today. And uh, it's great that you've made it here. There's one or two who are still out there trying to get here. Hopefully they'll get here either later tonight or tomorrow morning. And uh, so you'll see one or two faces appear that haven't quite got here yet. But for now, we have this retreat at Gaia House, the uh, title that we gave for the retreat, Embodying the Awakened Heart. It's something that It's useful, I find, to do at the beginning when we arrive, when we gather, just kind of landing with a sense of what brings us here, what moves us to come on a retreat. For some of you, this is a familiar situation. Maybe you know exactly what it is you're looking for. Others, it's perhaps really quite new, unfamiliar, possibly a little strange, and uh, maybe not much of a sense of what you've let yourself in for. And i just really like to begin with a reassurance to you that this retreat is something very much about our lives, about who and what, it, who and what we are, or what it means to be a human being in the world, and an opportunity and an invitation to really engage with the truth of our humanity at the same time as we can explore the depths and potential of our spirituality. And there's many tools, many forms that we'll share and employ and explore together to support this. But it's something that's really founded on a universal element. To me it seems a universal element of human life. The sense in our hearts that we recognize a potential in ourselves or in life that maybe we haven't fully been able to fulfill. That we have a sense of the challenges and the struggles, at times the pain of life, that we also don't necessarily know how well to hold. And what is it to live a life? What is it to live in this world with a heart, with a body, with a mind? These are the kind of questions, I think, that are natural, that are important. And that coming into a retreat, we come into a place where we are supported, encouraged, and really allowed to explore the questions that are truly important to us, to you. And this form of a retreat, entering into a period of time, such as we've all done here for this week coming now, eight days, entering into a period of time where this is really what we're here for, where we don't have too much else that we need to get involved with. It might look a little unusual at times and certainly coming for the first time into the situation like this, there's a way in which, you know, we arrive, oh, there's plenty of people around chatting, there's some nice food, hopefully nice food served. I enjoyed the soup anyway. 
Um, and then we kind of arrive in the meditation hall and it's sort of quiet and you look around and you think, oh my gosh, what's happening here? What's going to take place? And actually, you know, if I knew exactly what it was that was going to happen, I'd tell you. There's no doubt about that. But we don't necessarily know what's going to happen. It's a bit like life, really. And yet there's some sense of this as a, a space of potential. And coming into it, even though it might seem a little strange, and I imagine for some of you there'll have been the, hmm, can I really spend a whole week in silence? And uh, we might have wondered about it ourselves. Our friends or family or office mates might have been, there's no question involved. There's no way, they'll say, you know, you can spend a whole week without speaking. And so coming here, although it looks in some ways different than what most people might choose to spend a week doing if they had it free. And there's something, I think, remarkable, something beautiful in choosing to come on retreat when you have a week of holiday or time off or making that time in order to be able to do so. And coming here, this that we're doing here is, to my mind, actually more ordinary and more sane than most of what life can easily draw us, and certainly me at times, into getting involved with. The busyness, the rush, the pressure, the demands, the million and one things that seem to need to be done right now or in the next few minutes. And all of the the way in which we can live our life distant from ourselves, live our life fulfilling things that seem to be what we have to do rather than what feels most important from the perspective of our heart, from the perspective of the depths of our lives. So there's a way in which I'd invite you to just take a sort of a a deep breath in and as you breathe out, just, ah, we're here. There isn't too much you're going to have to do from here on in. There's nowhere you're going to have to go or get to. We're not going to grade you at the end of the retreat and tell you how well you did. It's just like, ah. We have the invitation to be here and to come to explore and understand what it means to be, to be alive, to be awake, what it is to live with a heart that's open, that's sensitive, that's in touch with life and yet not overwhelmed by it. So neither disconnected nor overwhelmed by our experience and we speak of the capacity of the awakened heart, this potential that we have to live with more wakefulness, to be more conscious, to live with a heart that's more steady in the face of both the sweetness and beauty and equally the challenges and tenderness that life presents us with at times. And what we'll be doing here is something that people like ourselves, women and men, have done throughout all ages, all times, and in all regions of the world. Maybe perhaps a minority, but a significant minority of people in all cultures at times have chosen to say, I'm going to just step out of the normal activities of life, to step into more deeply and more consciously that aspect of our life that isn't about activity, that isn't about producing and consuming and maintaining the all the things we naturally and appropriately do need to take care of in life, but that we don't necessarily want to reduce our life just to the practicalities, just to the 
things we need to do to survive and get by. That there's more here. And I think that's something we know in our hearts. And that brings us here into a situation like this or perhaps other situations similar or maybe not. That, that calling in the human heart that, that has a sense of potential. That, that longs for healing where there is pain. For a sense of openness where there is limitation. For a sense of freedom where we may feel bound or constrained or limited. And so, in coming into this situation, we'll be employing forms that have been established, developed, refined over not just decades or even centuries, but in fact millennia. For thousands of years, the particular teachings and practices that we'll be drawing upon that, that come from the teachings of the Buddha who was a human being like ourselves, who lived on this earth in a world in some ways rather different and in other ways not so different at all from our own world. That in this particular individual's life and understanding, some remarkable insight and compassion arose that has been shared through others who were interested in the same. From one generation, one living generation to the next, through over two and a half thousand years, to be here, available to us, to explore, to practice. And so what we're going to be here exploring together comes from this tradition, these teachings, we can call it the Buddha's teachings or the Dharma, the way things are, that's what that word means, or Buddhism. But it equally comes from the truth of human experience, from the truth of the human heart. And here, heart isn't just the emotional center of our experience, or the, obviously we're not just talking about the physical organ, but in, in the language and teaching of the Buddha, heart, or maybe more usefully we could talk about heart-mind, it refers to that aspect of our experience in which we notice how we're touched and affected by life, in which we also notice that there's a response to life that may sometimes be useful, and skillful and beneficial, and other times might be not so helpful or useful, more in terms of reactivity. And yet this, this, this aliveness, this human experience that we inhabit, that we live in and through and with, sometimes we can take a little bit for granted, think we know how it works. Imagine that because we got educated to whatever degree we did, and now we're adults, we're supposed to be grown up, and it's sort of like, finished the business. But here, really there's an invitation to say, okay, let's just not assume that we've finished the growing, the learning, the opening that's possible for us. And so born out of, the, in a way, the meeting of teachings and practices of meditation, of mindfulness, of kindness and care, which we'll be offering and sharing, the interaction or the meeting of these teachings and practices with our own aspiration, with your aspiration, with what you love, what you long for in your heart, what you feel is of value in life, what you maybe treasure. Bringing these together, allowing these to work together, is what makes a retreat like this an incredibly potent and powerful form. 
something that can be transformative in ways that we may not even be able to imagine. At times it can be delightful and delicious what happens to us and for us on retreat. At times it can be challenging and difficult. We can't presume to know how it will be. But really my invitation here is to take what comes as an opportunity, as an invitation to explore, to learn, to grow. And give yourself the space to not too quickly decide whether it's working, whether you're doing it right, whether it's going where you think it's supposed to. Because there's a natural intelligence in life, in ourselves and in the process that we're entering into. And learning to trust in that more deeply, we can we can find our way. So what really lies at the heart of all that we'll be doing here, in many ways, we, or we could say it's, it's caring. It's a sense of we care about life. I can't imagine why you would choose to come and do this if you didn't care about your life, if you didn't have some sense of care and concern for life itself. It wouldn't make a lot of sense. It would be much make you know, be better to, you know, go to some spa resort and hang out in a hot pool for a week. You know, you probably think, no, oh, maybe that's what I should have done. You know, why do you mention hot pools, hot tubs, saunas? You know, God. And yet, there's a way in which we can allow that sense of relaxation and nourishment to to come into our hearts, our bodies, our lives, not by just going somewhere that's comfortable and pleasant but by allowing ourselves to open into our life as it is. And one element of the retreat that really supports that is creating a sense of safety and trust here together. Born out of that sense of caring for our life, we can also perhaps recognize that all beings, all of us here, care about our lives. And even though we might not always feel that sense of caring strongly, I have no doubt that it's there for all of you. And if I'm wrong, I apologize, but it seems to me how it is. Certainly that's what I encounter when I speak with people, as I do have the good fortune to do over these retreats and over many years of teaching. And so there's a sense of caring and allowing this place to be a safe and a, an open space that's expressed in the taking of the precepts, the undertaking that commitment. And I think Isla will have mentioned to you the five ethical guidelines that we we ask everyone here at Gaius, not just those of you on retreat, but everyone here, including people who are working here, to undertake these guidelines as a way of establishing a foundation of care, of safety. And there's something remarkable in what can happen for us when we trust and know that those around us are respectful of life and living beings, ours and others, are respectful of property, are respectful with the use of speech and words, are respectful with regard to sensuality, sexuality. In the context of the retreat with the speech and with the sexuality, there's an invitation to restraint, to putting that down. And that doesn't mean there's any rejection or a judgment of those aspects of human activity. But seeing that there's a value, there's a certain space that opens up, we just put it down for now. And with regard to sexuality, refraining from not just, you know, obviously it's, you might think there's not a lot of chance of breaking that one here. You know, we can't even talk to people. Um, but just noticing how we are in ourselves when we relate to people, if we take away that filter, 
of looking for who am I interested in, who am I not interested in. Is somebody interested in me? Are they not interested in me? Why aren't they interested in me? All the da-da-da-da-da that can go on. And just, ah, oh, human beings. So like as if we were with our family. And then, you know, there wouldn't be so much of that going on probably. It's more like, oh, yeah. And yet there's a shared caring. So that's really the spirit of holding those precepts. And the fifth precept to refrain from use of drugs, alcohol, and intoxicants. And this one does have a slightly stronger sense of not so much rejection or judgment, but just actually for most of us much of the time that stuff can be not that helpful. Sometimes it seems to have value for people, but all too often it leads to carelessness and actions that we regret. And I say a little bit more about this because for many people it's kind of really, it's not an issue. I can just not have to drink or take drugs for this week. No issue. Maybe many people feel that. And sometimes there's some people, I have no idea if it's the case on this retreat, but for some people that it's a real challenge. It's a really big thing to do. And so not just respecting ourselves but supporting anyone else for whom this may be something really important. There have been people sometimes come on retreat and it's been the beginning of turning their life around in relationship to something of that. Or the sustaining of that turn that's maybe already happened. And so these are, these are not small things to undertake. And, and with that, in a sense of seeing what's possible for us, born of respect and care, rather than some kind of you know, formal commandments that you know, there will be some thunderbolt if we happen to just slightly vary from... You know, supposed rule we talk about it as sort of like training practices training precepts like learning what would it be to orient my life this way how would my life be and you know imagine the world of just one of the precepts if if human beings just decided to refrain from taking life all of them all of them or just from speaking in harmful or unskillful ways what a difference that would make in the world And here we have this this really blessing, this privilege to be amongst a group of people who are willing to make that commitment. At least for this time and for many perhaps beyond that. There's a sense of safety. We can relax. We can, oh, wow, yeah. You know, there's no locks on the doors. Sometimes people come and it's a little bit like, ooh, I want to lock my door, you know. Sometimes people take their handbag or their wallet with them when they go out of the door. And if you'd like to, that's fine. But then over time we get the sense, oh, actually, it's safe here. It's safe here. And also there's a safety in ourselves that we can find when we just choose to say, you know, so far as I can, I'm going to not cause harm here. I don't want to do things that hurt other people. Just as I don't want other people to do things that hurt me. It's that simple. And this is really a foundation for spiritual practice. It's a foundation for transformative engagement with our life. Without this, it can look good, it can feel good, but in the end, it doesn't really go to the heart of the matter. And so, hey, really just picking up and adding to what Isla's already spoken about in her coordinator's talk... It's really ask you to undertake this wholeheartedly and also express, I would like to express my appreciation for you doing that. Something really precious in this and a real offering to each other 
into this retreat. And this then really is one of the foundations of our being together. So, I think I'll stop there and uh, pass over to Leela. And I uh, just want to say I'm really looking forward to, to meeting with you, to uh, spending this time together. And although it's kind of a bit late to remember that I should say, I know that for some my accent is quite strong. And uh, any of you have been going, what did he say? If you don't hear because it's not loud enough or it's too quick, sometimes I get excited and speak quickly. and um, Or they're just the accent's a bit strong. Just wave, let me know, or if it's Leela, I'm sure she'll be happy the same. I won't think you're saying hello, but I'll try and speak more clearly, loudly, or I can't speak less with less of an accent, unfortunately. But uh, anyway, yeah, good. So anyway, here's Leela. Good evening. Yes, some more accents. To live life fully and authentically, to be all that we can be. For me, a retreat is a practice of living, to practice real life, not a retreat from, not a retreat from life. But we retreat more in the sense of that kind of relaxing into that which is essential. Just as we can do in this moment of just arriving in this room and saying, ah, right, how am I doing? What's going on? What's it like to be me this evening on this earth? And feel into that heart with all that potentiality and all that care and all that love. And in our life, with all the intensity that's life, can be quite overwhelming. All the things we do, the things that we're committed to, engaged in things we've started and now we can't quite stop them, things that are just rolling on, the web of relationships, family, history, all of that. Even loved ones, they can be so difficult, right? And then not to speak about the stuff that goes on inside our mind and heart, the self-judgment, the ways we get preoccupied and confused and caught up and we just lose ourselves. So a retreat is like an open, spacious invitation to say hello to ourselves and ask, just like we would ask a truly dear friend, how are you to meet ourselves? And so in this tried and tested um, form. The retreating that we're invited to do 
is more an act of just going simple. Letting things be simple, essential, close to heart. Comfortable, trouble-free. Simple thing, just not having to cook or think about where to eat. It's a simple thing and it can make such a difference just to have this precious opportunity to be close to one's own heart and to have time for one's own heart to see what's there. And so as we let go of so many things, just to pack one's bags and come here, already that in itself makes life more simple. This is what I have now. This is my life. And to let that be a process, to allow it to take a bit of time, to settling in here gently, arriving here with all of one's being, just landing a bit. Seeing if this time here can be a release of habitual stuff we carry around. So in an outer practical sense, those mobile phones and iPhones and computers and books and notebooks and the whole lot of it. All those ways that we kind of uh, uh, have our ways of engaging with life. You can reflect for yourself perhaps what you can let go of and pack away in bags or car or somewhere to turn off. Perhaps tonight you need to do some last little thing. Now you can do it and then see. Not as a as something forbidden and wrong, but as an act of care, as an act of creating space and really tending, tending to your own inner space, your own peace. So the schedule we'll have as many of you know, will be very simple. And so the library will be closed and all these ways where we feed our own mind, feed ourselves with information and stimulation and inspiration to see can we go bare and discover what is self-revealing and flowering from the heart and from within. as we relax and meet ourselves in our own heart cave. There may be beauty and sweetness, sincerity and openness, and we do meet all that accumulated, the accumulated sense perhaps of being overwhelmed, of loneliness, fear and sadness. And truly, truly, whatever emotion may come your way, it has its place on a meditation retreat. It's not a place to say, right, peace and calm. That's what this is about. And everything else 
has to go away. All of it is invited because all of it is our life. And this is the practice of living skillfully and sincerely and with great depth of being. To be more ourselves, not less. Be more of who we are. If we want to touch in on our hearts and open to the depth of our being, we have to land into the physicality of life, the embodiment of life, this earthly life, not to attempt to move anywhere else, but deeper into. And so to pay attention to and find ways to care for our body in a very simple way. And the most precious way of caring for our body is attention, presence. This mysterious and wonderful human capacity, this consciousness of ours, the fact that we can know, the fact that we're aware, and that we can use this power of awareness To really use it, to use it for ourselves and by tending to ourselves, it's of benefit for all beings actually. So this practice, it's like the, um, the extra added topping. <laughs> Although we may practice for ourselves, it is a gift It's not the moving away from life where we could do service. It is perhaps the greatest service to find a true anchor in ourselves so we're steady and can live with presence. Did you notice the silence in here? This is really a place of silence. Not that kind of silence that's withdrawn, where there's too many things unsaid and you can just feel it boiling somewhere. No words spoken. This is a different kind of silence. It's the silence of presence, of awareness, of being connected. And this silence is what we will begin to practice from tonight onwards. So as friends of this path of practice, this path of awakening, to feel the support from one another and to allow our own silence of mind and heart, stillness of body and simplicity of habits to deepen a little bit day by day and as a result, open. And so to make use of this silence, one way we do this, obviously, is to come back closer to ourselves, to not speak so much. We'll speak a little bit in the small groups, in the one-to-ones, 
perhaps tonight you need to talk a bit with your roommate to if you haven't said hello and just to sort out a few practical things that's fine but to gently hold our verbal energy from flowing out not to digest words so much but to allow ourselves to relax into silence. Because as we relax into silence, the movements in the heart and the mind have more space to reveal themselves, become more clear, have a chance to be released and move, open up. And when we feel more spacious inside, then interesting things happen. We can spend a lifetime trying to fix things and figure things out, make a lot of effort. But in the simplicity of silence, things are self-revealing. So much of who we truly are can be found in the silence of things, not formed, not with a name. So it's helpful to be a little bit curious, to not really know. Perhaps we think we know ourselves, our faults and the things we're good at, ways we puff ourselves up and take ourselves down to the pits. But perhaps we don't really know. And so the silence is like a, a basket, a vessel, a bowl that we can rest in, a nest. And to know that the silence of our friends on this path, our temporary family members, is not a withdrawn silence. It's a silence that's respectful and just letting everybody just be as they are. To give each one of us enough space to be with ourselves. So if you have any questions, there, there is time and opportunity in many different forms to ask us or write us a note on the notice board. So communication is precious, of course. It's more about shifting the emphasis of our awareness and attention to very, 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 very close to ourselves. Really relaxed into ourselves. So, many of you have traveled quite a distance. Some of you come from around the corner, right? I uh, started with um, my um, 
children. Around six o'clock this morning, snowy Stockholm, Sweden. And so we had to make our way slowly on the icy roads to, to come here. And so you may see my family around now and then. Um, so we're all delighted to be here. And uh, we are not going to have a long night tonight, but to care for rest so that we're all uh, a little bit more refreshed for tomorrow morning. If you're very tired, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't need to perform. You just need to show up in the hall and we'll take it step by step. And just hang out on the cushion or the chair for a little while. So we're going to start tomorrow morning at um, 7 o'clock. It's going to be a wake up at 6.30. So we're going to be in the hall here for a little bit. Paying attention to our being, and uh, there'll be breakfast half an hour later at 7.30. And there'll be a work period at uh, 8.15. And then we'll have sitting meditation and more um, detailed instructions uh, about the meditation practice at um, 9.30. There will be more time to rest. If you're very sleepy, uh, you can always take a nap at lunchtime. So see what you need to do to land into this retreat in a way that's appropriate for you. To take care uh, of yourself. And then to um, just organize yourself a bit for for tomorrow with your roommate and pack away all those things that can be packed away in order for for there to be lots of just open space just open time just open time unplanned time So let's take a few minutes, 10 minutes or so, for some meditation practice together. So you're welcome to sit on a, yeah, perhaps you like to have a little stretch standing up or stretching your legs. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.